Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Moreva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, the talented, the lovely, <laughs> lovely. Mr. Robert Burns. Okay. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? That's how they introduce people a lot. Well, I'm just very deal with it. wise and talented director, <laughs> Jeff Moreva. Well, Thank like, you very I much. I like wise and talented. That's, fine. <laughs> That's getting deep in That's here. That's right. All right. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again this week. This is the Movie, movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We discuss our upcoming movies. Um, this is um, a great old classic movie show that airs on um, Oklahoma's PBS station. Uh-huh. And you can tune in every Saturday, Saturday night at 9. Uh, it repeats the following Friday at 11. Um, and so, yeah, so, so this week we have a double feature, which we always are excited about our double features. Mm-hmm. Um, get to stay up late. Get to stay up late. Um, the yeah. first film still starts at 9, and the second film immediately starts after the end of the first film. Yeah. And uh, this double feature is going to start with The Third Man. Which is great, great, oh, great film noir mystery. Great classic. Yeah. And then followed by another great mystery, Gaslight. Uh-huh. And so, um, so yeah, so these are great movies. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy we were able to get both of these movies on a yeah. double feature night. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, this is a beloved film. They are, both are. They are, yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, Third, third Man third is definitely, man. yeah. Yeah. Definitely I mean, a more film noir so, classic. Yeah. It's, you know, very atmospheric. All those great uh, camera angles, you know, yes. add to the Add to the tension, but it's, yes. you know, I mean, great directors like Martin Scorsese. This is one of his favorite films. He did a, um, uh, a, a dissertation on this yeah. at film school, and, and um, uh, he only got a B+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, I guess the, the, uh, the professor, professor yeah. was not a fan. He says, uh, uh, it's, just a, it's just an action thriller, you know. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? What? And then um, Buck Henry. Right, who wrote the the Graduate yeah. and several other uh, great films? Great screenwriter uh, learned that um, back in the '90s they were going to re- redo The Big Sleep. Oh yeah, and he threw a fit. You know, it was like, no, no, enough is enough. That <laughs> um, you know, if he says if somebody tries to redo The Third Man, I'm going to take a shotgun to him. It's like, oh my god, wow. He's a big. He's a fan. He's a fan. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Well, um, so th- this film has the great Orson Welles. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I want to talk about how s- the sewer scenes went with him. Yeah. Because he didn't uh, want to be. He didn't want to do that. He didn't. He didn't. Do well, those. yeah. Yeah. He, he ultimately refused. And if you're Orson Welles, you get to refuse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So all of his tight shots in the sewer are actually done in a London studio. Right. And where it doesn't uh, smell as bad. Where it doesn't smell as bad. Lighting's a little better. Uh-huh. And um, and then for the actual sewer shots, they used his body double with just, and they did intentionally wide shots from behind uh-huh. so you couldn't, you know, tell. And with Orson Welles, those wide shots <laughs> are really wide. That's right. They've got to <laughs> zoom out quite a bit. And, uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that, you know, he, he, he only worked on the film one week. Uh-huh. He was only on set one week. Right. And, uh, and... Yeah, no sewer scenes. But in, uh, I mean, you know, fate takes a hand sometimes. He had the option of uh, getting a salary or taking a, a percentage of the profits, right? Yeah. And he opted for the salary, and he really shouldn't have right. because it was yes. a huge hit, <laughs> and he lost millions yeah. on that. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, over the years even. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just the residuals alone would make oh, you a yeah. millionaire. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I and you know until going back, I, I'm going back to the sewers, I guess. But um, <laughs> talking about that, I didn't know until years later from the first time I saw this movie because I don't know anything about Vienna. I mean, uh-huh. I, I'm not. Oh, well, how I, would you? I'm not educated sure. in all things Vienna, yeah. and uh, so <laughs> so I had no idea that this is actually a problem. Like the Vienna Police Department has a special unit that all they do is patrol their intricate sewer system. Yeah. That is insane to me. That is quite a sewer system that, that they've yeah, got there. Exactly. You know, it's like, and how do you people get... People hang out down there? Are those the rookies or are those like the people who <laughs> normally get bumped to a desk job? It's like, oh, you're going to be on uh, sewer duty. Yeah. You're sewer Hans duty, man. He's, he's, yeah, he's, bu- he's bucking for the sewer Sorry. part. Yeah. Pushed back down to sewer duty. <laughs> Sorry. And then like... God, what, what are you finding down there? I probably don't even yeah. know. Yeah, ooh, no. I no, you don't, don't know. want to know. Now, these, you know, storm sewers, too. I mean, uh, you know, I, it's yeah, probably I know, not. I know, the, I know. It's drainage sewers. It's yeah. not, yeah. But still, yeah. it's just, why? Why? Right. Well, and, you know, that there's a major film made about, you know, this. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the Vienna sewers. Yeah. And Carol Reed, um, film director, had had three different film units going uh-huh. uh, on this. They had a daytime unit, a nighttime unit, which is actually pretty common. Right. But then they also had a sewer, sewer unit, unit. <laughs> which shot at the same time. And he's at he's directing each one at one each of these units. Yes. So he's working about twenty hours a day. Right. Yeah. And uh, David Selznick, David O. Selznick, uh, you know, uh, of Gone with the Wind. Oh fame. yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, the producer on the executive producer on this, but he's working this film, and um, especially during Gone with the Wind, he was known to take amphetamines, yes, speed. so that he could yep. keep working. And you know, he became addicted at some point, but yeah. uh, so did Carol Reed, uh, became addicted to uh, amphetamines to wow. to to keep up with the brutal schedule. Right, and uh, yeah, they were just. Uh, speed freaks right. during this to to uh, to to get this done, but at the same time, yeah, you you could have taken it a little easier and not right. taken the <laughs> yeah yeah maybe add a couple days to the shooting schedule you know yeah. and get some sleep. Um, <laughs> um, I thought it was really cool that Orson Welles um, after this movie they did a British radio series which uh-huh. was very common in the day. And I really wish there was, like, better records of those kept. You know uh, what I mean? Better recordings oh, yeah, of those kept. Oh, yeah, the Mercury Cause, Theater. Because I, yeah. oh, I bet there's so much cool stuff that either didn't get recorded originally, it was just live, you know, uh-huh. it didn't, uh, I don't know. But anyway, they did a one called The Adventures of Harry Lime, um, or, or as the United States called it, The Lives of Harry Lime. Uh-huh. And uh, it was from 1951 to 52, and uh-huh. it was based on the early adventures of the character yeah. from this film. Uh, yeah, before television, um, this was pretty common that they would get the actual actors from the film yeah. and redo the entire, uh, you know, maybe they'd rewrite the script for radio. Right. But uh, they would get the, you know, the cast from the film to do a radio version of, of that same story. Yep. Um, yeah, I didn't know this until we started uh, researching all this stuff yeah. for the films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I wonder where those if there's recordings of those. I know so that's what I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. YouTube. I would love, but not right now. Oh, yeah, not right. It's <laughs> <now. laughs> funny. Um, we were talking about David O. Selznick's speed problem. Yeah, problem. he uh, he apparently was trying to get Robert Mitchum to star. Yeah, 
in this movie, but um, Robert Mitchum was a little too busy being arrested for marijuana possession, so <laughs> he couldn't do the movie, unfortunately. Um, a lot of drugs going on of, back then. Apparently so. Yeah. Selznick, uh, during Gone with the Wind, uh, they said he never slept. Never slept, yeah. I, he was I, there for the shoots in the day, and then at night he's doing rewrites of yeah. everything. You know, He didn't like the script. And really, they you know, uh, he should be the screenwriter of Gone with the Wind because he rewrote every yeah. scene. And uh, so you'd get the, the rewrites every morning. Uh, as an actor, oh my God. that's yeah, got to that be brutal be. scene. You're yeah. getting, the, you're getting the, the script right as you're walking on the set. You're yeah. going to have to do it. Yep. And, um, and, he's, and at the same time as, as he's rewriting... He's firing off memos to the costume department, the props department, the scenery department. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, memos to the the cast members about their, you know, what the motivation for the next day is. Oh yeah. And, or criticism of what they did the day the day before and how they're going to change it. Right. Uh, it just drove everybody mad because he uh, he didn't sleep, and and apparently he was doing the very same thing on this film. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's there's stuff that had to be cut out of this for the American um, uh, theaters, uh, mainly uh, about the uh, the the character, uh, his alcoholism. Right. Had to be uh, excised from the script. So uh, there was a voiceover at the first that had to be cut out. And uh, yeah, Selznick put that in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he rewrote a lot. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess we better move on to Gaslight because we're Aww. running we're running low on time. But well, it's a great but film. It's too. A, it's also a great film. But man, if you haven't seen the Third Man, t- tune in and, and check, check it, it out because it is a great, great mystery classic. Yeah. You know, old kind of detective, uh, not detective, but it's one of those classics you want to be able to say I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it it really is worth your time. So Gaslight, um, our second movie uh-huh. for this coming week, um, another great. Right. Mystery, um, thriller kind of thing. Um, I didn't know that there was a previous version of Gaslight made in yeah. 1940. Well, there's that, a big reason because of yeah, that. Yeah, MGM attempted to have all prints of the previous version destroyed, uh-huh. um, which apparently they were ultimately Why? unsuccessful. Um, but I mean, the uh, movie's Lady still pretty re- didn't try and uh, get all the copies <laughs> of Barbara Streisand's. <laughs> Right, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I the way we were, or no? Uh, Stars born. Stars, Stars born. born. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, there was apparently a Gaslight 1940 version. I've never seen it. Uh-huh. Um, nobody has. Apparently, nobody has. No, <laughs> no. It says it's, it said it's it made it through, and yeah. their attempt to destroy it was unsuccessful. But it, the movie has rarely been seen since right. then. Um, but, but it was uh, only because right. Uh, there's it says uh, only because of. Uh, it was uh, being held off the mark. You know, the, the, those prints yeah. were in like a vault oh, okay. someplace, yeah. uh, and they they couldn't get a hold of them there. They didn't know that they existed, yeah. and so that that's why it still survives to this day. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I just wonder what, why? You yeah. Know, why, why are they doing that? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, come on, you're going to make a remake. Uh, make it as good, so good that right, you know, you don't, people will just right, want to exactly, see your version. Exactly. Um, 
So we've talked about this before with past movies. I love the, these little behind-the-scene facts of when you find out that the first day on set they had to make out or something uh-huh. like that. You know, uh-huh. yeah, you have some very Here's awkward Charles sex Boyette. scene on the first day on set. Yeah, um, uh, no, you need to make out with him. <laughs> introduce, introduce. Okay, now yeah, we'll get a um, shot of that. And uh, so, but that's how this movie was. Ingrid Bergman and met Charles Boyer on the first right day when they had their big, huge, passionate kiss scene in the train station. Uh-huh. So it's just and she fun. said after that that uh, she would always make sure that she had some time with her uh, co-stars, um, you know, even if it was just lunch. Yeah. And uh, that the, he, she would say, kiss me. Uh, you know, we'll get this, you know, our first kiss will be, uh, you know, over with. And, uh, you know, won't feel so self-conscious about this um, right off the bat. Right. And Charles Boyer was the same height as she was. Um, so for some reason, he had, you know, Hollywood uh, speak, he had, to, <laughs> he had to be taller than her. Right. Uh, but they were exactly the same height, and he had to step, uh, stand on boxes oh, wow. or have high uh, heel heels, yeah, shoe, you know, sure. or, or lifts put lifts, in his yeah. shoe. He didn't wear high heels. But yeah, you know, I know what you mean. And, um, yeah, for some reason, Charles Boyer has to be, Taller. Taller. And they really, really liked each other. They were good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Angela Lansbury, or as uh-huh. I found out, she is Dame Angela Lansbury. <laughs> we still don't know what it takes to make a dame. Yeah. But, but we great. know that there's nothing like There's one. nothing like a dame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was only 17 when she started making this movie, 18 uh-huh. when it was released. And... Uh, there's a scene where she lights a cigarette, uh-huh. and they had to delay that scene until she turned 18, because um, she, at 17, at back then, I don't know if it's, I doubt it's this way still, but right. back then, social yeah. workers had to be on the set if there was any minors on the set, uh-huh. and uh, the social worker refused to let her, as a 17-year-old, smoke a cigarette, so they went, well, you turn 18 in two months, or Two weeks or whatever, we'll shoot the scene then. Uh huh. So there. So yeah. yeah. Social worker. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, she couldn't even smoke a cigarette. Um, she was seventeen when they. But started then on her eighteenth birthday, they had a party, <laughs> and uh, you know they sell it. Then they shot the scene. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is her first film. This yes. is her theatrical debut. Yes. And uh, she really hadn't had any training. She hadn't really done much stage work before this, right? And and every uh, the director, especially, um, uh, he was blown away. He kind of expected their performance to be a little, you know, amateurish, I guess, at first. And uh, he said, you know, he was taken aback. It, it was as if she had, uh, she was a natural-born film actress that yeah. she uh, surprised everyone. And you know, if you watch the, her performance in this, is you know, oh, it's great. absolutely yeah. brilliant. Oh yeah, um, Ingrid Bergman in this is really great. And, and we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago with um, all the president's men and Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford going into the Washington Post for months before they started filming. Yeah. And Ingrid Bergman did the same thing for this film. She had spent sent, spent several weeks, if not months, I'm trying to remember, in a uh, mental institution to research her role, studying a woman who had a suffered a severe yeah. nervous breakdown. And uh, so she spent Ew. weeks or months in a in a mental yeah. hospital with her, like, and apparently like, kind of borrowed upon some of her body 
twerks and tweaks and yeah. quirks. I'm sorry, and um, and yeah, used some of her personality traits for the character. Well, now she um, she was resistant to taking this part. Um, big, basically, you know, she uh, thought of this. You know, she said, "This is a weak character. This woman is a weak character," and she regarded herself as a very strong, independent woman. Right. And um, but when she got into the filming, you know, actually the, the nuances, uh, you know, it's, it's a character she's developing. Yeah. So uh, she was able to, um, you know, find a way, you know, in herself that that inner strength that she uh, was able to bring to the character. Yeah. And she, I mean, it's a great performance. She obviously did. Good, I mean, did really good. She. She received her first of, of her three Academy Awards for this movie. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Now, she um, beat out Barbara Stanwyck. Yes. Uh, who was yeah. up for Double double Indemnity, which I think is probably her best film. It's a great film, yeah. It's, and she, you know, she was not, uh, Barbara Stanwyck was favored to win. And Ingrid Bergman was, it was a surprise yeah. when she won. And, you know, the papers, of course, you know, they all want to, um, you know, start some kind of rivalry. Uh, they yeah. go to Stanwyck and they say, you know, how do you feel about losing to Ingrid Bergman? And she says, um, I am a great fan of Ingrid Bergman, and I'm very happy because my favorite actress won. As, uh, you know, and, and because uh, of her great performance in this and for all of her great performances. Yeah. And I thought, wow. You know, yep. that... I mean, what a class oh, yeah. act. That's a classy lady. Yeah. Yep. If only that could be emulated uh, <laughs> these days, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not going to happen, man. Not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, well, we're out of time. Yeah. We're already uh, out of time it's again. It's that time again. And uh, so they're wrapping, giving us the wrap. Well, so we I, have to say. So we have to say goodbye. Happy trails. Happy trails to you. Um, well, that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in again this week. Yeah. Um, and uh, please tune in again next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have another great uh, film. And uh, uh, Be sure and like and subscribe. Definitely. Download if you can. Do all that yeah. stuff. We enjoy knowing who's listening and, and how many people are listening. And, and drop us a line anywhere on our website, um, oeta.tv. Um, you can drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you have any questions. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. And as always, uh, celebrity send photos. Send us celebrity photos. That's right. We that's like right. those. We always know. need those. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn. <laughs>